chapter 5 this morning. Your Bible might open there on its own. We've been in that particular chapter all summer uh, together. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. You know, this past week, most of us did something that we don't normally do. We spent time staring up at the sun. We had eclipse fever. And uh, we trusted our eyesight to some little cardboard glasses they told us would protect our eyesight. And we went out and we stared up at that bright ball of fire in the sky, the sun. And we were waiting for something marvelous to happen. We were waiting for the moon to come between the earth and the sun. And to be quite honest, I was a little disappointed. I wanted to see more darkness. I wanted to see, I know some places they had that, but it was very phenomenal to see. It was amazing to see. And uh, you know from your uh, studies, uh, maybe thinking way back in school and maybe some more recent, uh, that the moon doesn't have any light of its own, right? It reflects the light of the sun. And uh, so it seems quite phenomenal to me that this giant light reflector, because that's what the moon is, it's reflecting the light, could actually block the light from shining. And so I got to thinking about that. Without going into all the details, here's what NASA, I looked it up, said about it. It has to do with the fact that the moon is 400 times closer to the earth than the sun is. And they said, so when the moon comes between the earth and the sun during a total solar eclipse, the moon appears to completely cover up the light from the sun. But you know, when you think about it, we all understand that even if it got completely dark, the sun is still shining. And that reminded me of believers, of Christians, especially here as we look in Matthew chapter 5. Now, we've been here all summer because we've been studying together the Beatitudes. And we've been going through them you know, one by one. And I thought we'd take a break this morning 
we're almost through with that study. We thought we'd take a break and actually look at some verses that come right after the Beatitudes. In fact, what these verses teach are actually based upon much of it, what we've already learned about the Beatitudes. And I want to bring a challenge to students today, to young people today as they head back to school, uh, looking at what the Bible says here in Matthew chapter 5, right after the Beatitudes, you know, we're called as believers the salt of the earth. And then as we keep reading, we come down to Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Here's what the Scripture says, and these are the words of the Lord Jesus. Here's what it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, I find it interesting, beloved, that Jesus calls his followers the light of the world. Because if you go to another gospel, you go to the gospel of John chapter 8 and verse 12, the Lord Jesus calls himself that very thing. In John chapter 8, verse 12, it says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And so then you come to Matthew chapter 5 and he says to his followers, you are the light of the world. Now, how can it be that Jesus is the light of the world and that we are the light of the world? Well, it's kind of like our sun and our moon. The moon, remember, has no light of its own. It's simply what? It reflects the light of the sun. And as believers, we don't have our own source of light. We're reflecting the light, the sun, the S-O-N, the light of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ. But the interesting thing is just like that eclipse and all the stuff we looked at this past week and people were captivated by it, just like that, it can happen in our lives as well where we can hinder the light from shining brightly. That is the light of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says in this passage that we're not to hide our light under a basket. Instead, we're to put it up on a, on a lampstand, on a stand where it can shine brightly. And you know, just like an eclipse, the sun, the S-O-N, shines as brightly as ever, always, unceasingly, but we can block His light from shining in our lives. And so if you're tracking along this morning, I hope that you understand that you can only be the light if you have the light in the first place. And you say, well, how do we get that light? Well, you have to know the light of the world. You have to repent of your sin and place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and salvation. And if you've never done that, I invite you to Christ today. But for those of us who have, for every student, for every young person, and by the way, you, if you're older, you can't take a nap. This applies to all of us today. I want to say to every Christian here, I want to give you this challenge, this school year, this day, this week, this month, and the days to come. The challenge to you is this. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. And I want to give you a little catchphrase, a little saying, a little mantra, a, a little something you can hopefully remember as you go throughout your school year, as you go throughout your days, because we're talking about letting your light shine. And so I want to give you this little saying, and I hope you can remember it. When it comes to your light and letting your light shine, I want to encourage you this morning to keep it clean and keep it bright to let it shine both day and night. Now, that even rhymes. Hopefully you can remember that. Can you remember that? Let's read it together. Keep it clean and keep it bright 
Let it shine both day and night. I was just checking to see if y'all were awake, but a lot of you are awake, so praise the Lord for that. Let's unpack that little saying there. Let your light shine. Keep it clean. Keep it bright. Let it shine both day and night. Let's go through that one by one. Let's talk about the idea of keeping it clean. You know, if you have a lantern, remember the old lanterns? And you know, it has a glass globe on it, maybe. Or you have a flashlight with some kind of clear cover. It might be plastic. It might be a glass cover. It's important to keep that glass clean, right? Because if it gets filled with mud or dirt or, or um, uh, any of that kind of thing, it can affect the light. And we've got to remember when it comes to our light, to reflecting the light of the Lord Jesus Christ, if we're going to give off the full effect of that light in our life, we're going to make sure that we are not covered with sin. We need to keep our light, our lives clean. We need to make sure that we keep our light polished and, and wiped off. And it's true in our lives. We need to live clean, pure, holy lives. You know, these verses come right after the Beatitudes. We've been looking at them one by one. And it describes a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know, beloved, that uh, it describes those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those whose hearts are pure. Those who literally mourn over their sin. And those type of people are going to shine brightly for the Lord Jesus Christ. I love what Jerome Williams said when he wrote, The light cannot shine brightly through hearts that are full of sin, or minds filled with evil, or deeds done for selfish and base purposes, or words spoken in malice and meanness. When we act like that and we live like that, we're hindering the light from shining in our lives. And so when it comes to sin in our lives... We need to confess it, the Scripture says, and we need to forsake it. We need to get rid of it. And I don't have to tell the young people here today, or any of us that, for that matter, that there is a lot of things in our world that are not pure, they're evil, they're wicked, and you're bombarded with temptation at every single turn. And the enemy is aggressive, and our world is aggressive, in reaching you and in turning your mind and your heart and your desire away from things that are wholesome and pure and godly. And we live in a world, and you live in a world, young person, that's filled with pornography and sexting and cursing and all kinds of things that you confront on a daily basis. And it seems, does it not, that it gets worse day in and day out. But the Bible is clear that we're to live righteous, pure, holy lives. And we know we can't do that in our own strength. We've got to have His strength. We've got to have His help. And we need the help of other believers in our lives to encourage us and to help us to confront the temptations that we face. That's why it's so important we meet together like this. But you know what? It might be that you have already failed in some areas. And you know what? The Bible is clear that we're going to fail from time to time. And when we do, we need to confess. And get clean and forsake that sin and go on for the Lord Jesus Christ. So when it comes to your light, when it comes to my light, we need to keep it clean. But what's the second part? Do you remember? Well, I tell you what, that's discouraging. <laughs> well, we keep it clean and then we keep it bright. I think I heard somebody there. Somebody was too nervous to say it. But keep it bright. Keep it bright. Now, of course... Uh, we do not impact, by our living, we do not impact the true light, the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing that we do can diminish His glory. 
He shines as bright as ever. He's holy. He's pure. He's perfect. But we said we can't hide His light in our life. But I want to encourage all of us today to not do that, but instead to shine brightly for the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, to reflect His glory in a greater way. And if we're going to do that, we're going to have to draw closer and get closer to Him. And this deals with our time with the Lord Jesus Christ. Keeping ourselves bright, it deals with our time in the Word of God. Our time in prayer. Our time in worship. For you, it might be youth group, or it might be teen kids, or it may be Sunday school. It might be your family devotional times, your own personal devotional times. When you get into the Word of God, when you're continuing your relationship with the Lord and growing in that, in fact, it's interesting talking about the light And thinking about the Word of God, Psalm 119, verse 105 says it this way, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a what? A light to my path. It's interesting to realize that the Savior is the light, the Scripture is a light, and the saint is a light as well. And so the Lord Jesus, He's the light of the world. We as His children, we're the light of the world, reflecting His light, and His Word is a light. And so I want to say to you during this school year, don't neglect your time with Jesus. Don't neglect the time of growing in your relationship with Him. You know, the older you get, the more opportunities you get. And that's pretty exciting, and it's pretty awesome. And so you continue to grow, and all of a sudden... You can participate in sports and clubs of all kinds. You can do all kinds of wonderful things. But listen, don't ever let anything or anyone come between you and your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible is clear. It says that Jesus is to have first place in our life. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so it's a matter of priority. It's a matter of looking at your life and saying, well, I could do this and I could do that and I want to do this and I want to do that, but I've got to make sure that in the midst of all of that, that Jesus Christ has first place in my life. And so I want to say, don't just shine for Him, but shine brightly for Him. Let your light so shine before men. So keep it clean and keep it bright. Remember the last part? Hey, I hear it. You read my notes if you want. <laughs> Let it shine both day and night. Let your light shine. Keep it clean. Keep it bright. Let it shine both day and night. You might be thinking, well, preacher, what do you mean by let it shine both day and night? What I mean is this. You're God's young man. You're God's young lady every hour of every day. Every hour of every day. Your light is not just for Sunday morning. It's not like a light switch. You know, we put some new light switches back there in the lobby. And, and I think before, you can walk in and you switch the light on. You walk out, you switch. The, that's not the way our light works. That's not the way it works at all. You're the light of the world on Sunday morning. But guess what? Christian, you're the light of the world tomorrow morning. And oh, how are you going to need that light tomorrow morning, right? <laughs> you're to be the light of the world. And so realize this, you're to shine for the Lord Jesus every day. So during the school day, yeah, you're to be shining for Jesus. On your way to the ball game on the bus, you're to be shining for Jesus. In the locker room afterwards, you're to shine for Jesus. On your dates, in your groups, 
in your text messages, on your social posts and social media, anywhere and everywhere, you're to shine brightly for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let your light shine both day and night. There's never a time where you should hinder that light or hide that light. You're to shine brightly for the Lord Jesus Christ in what you say and how you act and what you think and what you do and what you don't do, where you go, where you don't go, who you participate with and who you don't. You're to let your light shine brightly for the Lord Jesus Christ. But then it brings up this question. Why? Well, look at the verse again. Verse 16 answers it. Let your light so shine before men that, now here's the reason why, that they may see your good works. Now, don't stop reading there. If you stop reading there, you can go astray. If you stop reading there, you can get proud and arrogant. You can actually uh, deny the Lord. You can actually dishonor God. Don't stop reading yet. That they may see your good works and... Glorify your Father in heaven. There's the ultimate reason why your light is to shine. To bring glory to God. To bring praise to God. In other words, here's what it's saying. We're to live in such a way that our lives, our lights literally point people's direction and focus toward God. That's what it says. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. This is the Christian he's talking to. Your Father in heaven. In other words, we want our lives to point people to Jesus. Our true prayer and desire is that they see our lives, they see that we're different, that they'll want to know a little bit more about that. And what is it that makes us different? And we can share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with them. Well, you know what? I think it's pretty clear this morning, the challenge. Let your light shine. Keep it clean. Keep it bright. Let it shine both day and night. All for the glory of God. Let's bow in prayer. Before we pray today, while your head is bowed and your eyes are closed, let me just ask you, do you know the light? the light of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ. Has there been a time in your life where you've repented of your sin, you turned from your sin and placed your faith in Christ? If not, let me encourage you today to come to faith in Christ. And then I might be talking to a Christian today and you say, well, preacher, I've done that, but you know there are some things that are hindering the light in my life. There's some sin in my life. I want to encourage you today to come and confess that and forsake that. And then as we close in prayer and have an invitation in a moment, there might be some that say, you know what, I just want to come and pray. You might be a student. You might be a staff member. You might be just a Christian here today. You say, I just want to come today and I just want to pray that uh, I'll have strength and that God will give me grace and strength to really let my, sh- my light shine for Him. Maybe you're having some difficulty at work. Maybe you're surrounded by some people who really are after you because they know that you love Jesus. And, 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 and you feel like that you're under pressure all the time, maybe come and just pray this morning and say, Father, help me to let my light shine for you. In a moment, if that's you, and if any of those needs, you need to be saved, you need to come and maybe confess, you just want to come and pray and ask for strength for this time in your life to shine brightly for Him. I'll be down here at the front to receive you as we sing in just a moment. 
we would encourage you to respond as the Lord leads you today. Father, thank you for this message, this instruction from the Lord Jesus to let our light shine, to not hide it, to not hinder it, to let it shine that others may see our light and ultimately praise our Father, God. Lord, this has been a very simple message, but I pray that your Holy Spirit would take it and apply it to hearts and lives of boys and girls and teens and moms and dads and school staff and grandmas and grandpas and Christians that are here today. And Lord, even the lost, if they need to be saved today, that your Holy Spirit would have his will and his way in this place. So Lord, bless this invitation. Use it for your glory, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. The altar is open this morning, 450. I need thee every hour. If you need to be saved today, we invite you to come. If you want to come pray, maybe something upon your heart, you need to confess, get right about it. Or maybe today just come and just bow and say, Father, I want to shine brightly for you. You can come and pray. If I can help you in some way, I'll be right down here at the front. But let's stand together and sing 450.